Hello, I'm Ray with another podcast episode. It's, uh, where are we, at Friday, and we're in the middle of storm useless, as I call it. We've had, uh, was it not Digby? What was the other one? I'm hopeless at remembering things. This is uh, Eustace, isn't it? Not useless. Storm Eustace. Can't say it properly. Watching the telephone lines whacking around all over the place. Big fir tree over the houses there. That's wobbling about. So far, I've only lost one aerial. I've got big poles sticking up all around the back garden. One fibreglass pole, which supports an aerial at the top. That's uh, snapped in half. No big problem, I'll sort that out as and when. This episode, would you believe, is all about the weather. Now you might think, oh no, here we go, here we go, the Brits. The Brits are always on about the weather. You can probably hear the wind in the background, okay, so apologies for that. The thing is about the weather, it's not just, you know, is it going to rain tomorrow? Oh, oh, look at the weather, has it been awful? I hope the weekend's nice. It's not just that. If you think about the weather, a lot of people rely on certain weather conditions. I was still a bit blocked up, sorry about that, from the, my COVID. Do you know, this morning, Friday morning, I'm still positive, very faint line, but I'm still positive for COVID. So don't get too near the loudspeaker. A lot of people rely on certain types of weather. Fishermen, for example, they go out into the sea. They can't go out there if it's kind of storm force gale or whatever, gale 10 or something, gale 9. They can't go out on their boats. So they can't make any money. Roofers, building site people, you know, you can't have a chap on a roof in this sort of weather or lashing rain, torrential rain. You can't have a bricklayer standing there in the torrential rain laying bricks because cement, as you know, mortar, mix, concrete, you can't, it'll just get washed away if there's that much rain. The same with uh, the summer. You can't, uh, or you shouldn't do any cementing or lay concrete under the red-hot summer sun because it'll dry out very quickly and it'll weaken it, it'll crack. Look at sports, ski resorts, for example. If there's not enough snow at the resorts on the piste, (laughs) on the slope, they have to close the resort. If there's no snow, they can't go skiing, obviously. Wind surfers, they want wind. They want the surf up. They want a lot of wind so they can get out on the sea and enjoy that. People having a picnic on the beach, they don't want that. They want the opposite. So you see what I mean? Shops. If no one's going into town shopping because of the weather, the shops don't take any money. Summer events are cancelled because it's a dreadful weekend. Light aircraft. Shoreham Airport's only down the road from me, and I look on their runway cam. No aircraft in or out at all. Well, it won't be in this. Amberley Museum, near to me, is closed today because of the weather. Window cleaners, well, you don't see them out in this weather (laughs) cleaning windows, so they're not making any money. And it goes on and on. You get the idea. It's not just, oh, isn't it awful, it's raining. It affects a lot of people in a lot of different ways. There's some people over the back of us. They've got fence panels down. I'm looking around the the chimneys. There are TV aerials down, hanging on their bits of coax, swinging about in the wind. Funny thing is, we've had really nice blue sky and sunshine at the same time. So the weather really is strange. Obviously, this is only in the UK. I know I've got lots of listeners in America and Australia and all around the world. So it might be interesting for you to hear about this. I don't know. I don't know. The thing is, in the UK, we've got the seasons. I think I've gone on about this before, banged on, harped on about it. We've got the seasons, which are nice, really nice. Now, in the winter, 
we'll get our, say, Gatwick Airport, Heathrow Airport, London Airports. Planes can't land or take off because the runway is frozen. And people have said, oh, well, why not have a heated runway? They do in Norway. Well, I'm sure they do in Norway because in Norway, you, you know, the runway is frozen half the year round. <laughs> no, not half the year round. But you know what I mean? We can't go to the expense of heated runways in the UK just in case once or twice a year there might be severe ice. Same with the railway. Uh, the points, they freeze. I think we have some of the important lines, there are heated points, but you can't have all the points heated throughout the UK just because on the odd winter you might get a bit of ice and they seize up. If you live in a country, as I say, like Norway or northern parts of Russia, uh, Alaska, stuff like that, where you're used to a lot of ice and snow, then you're going to be equipped for it. Same with heat. You live down on the equator, you're going to have aircon. It would be nice. I mean, a lot of people in the UK do have aircon, but not everyone like they do down in the you know equator type area. What's the point of us all having aircon? Because for two weeks, possibly, maybe three, if you're lucky, of the year, it could come in useful. It just sits there for the rest of the time, not doing anything. So we are in a bit of a mix. We get a nice hot summer, wish we had aircon. Freezing cold winter, wish we had heated runways at Gatwick. You see what I'm getting at? It's such a mixture here that you can't, well, we can't be prepared for absolutely everything. Good morning. I can say that because it's now Saturday morning. Still bunged up with this COVID, uh, after effects of COVID. Look at that. Well, you can't look. Blue sky, clear blue sky, sunshine. Where are we? Eight o'clock, Saturday morning. Sunshine, cold out there, a bit chilly. Hardly a breath of of wind, a little bit of a breeze swaying the treetops, and that's it. But here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing. By midday, up to 50 mile an hour gusts along the coast here, weather warnings, rain, blah, blah, blah. Off we go again. Not as severe as yesterday, I hasten to add. They're saying on the on the telly, on the news, on the radio, don't go in the garden and start doing your repair work on fences because it's all coming back again lunchtime. So I'm going to fix my broken aerial tomorrow, Sunday. Hopefully that'll be all right. Granddaughter's coming down from Haywards Heath on Sunday to stay with us for a few days. And guess what? There are no trains. All trains seem to be cancelled. So we've got to drive up to Hayward Teeth and collect her tomorrow morning, which I don't mind, a, a run in the car. Hopefully the, the weather will be okay by then. But the, the railway, I've just heard on the telly that all railway lines in Wales are closed. The whole of Wales is closed railway-wise. First time ever, apparently. So how about that? Because they get it worst of all, don't they? On the west coast, Ireland... And uh, Wales down there, Land's End, that sort of place, they get the brunt of it coming in straight off the Atlantic. Whereas here, in the middle of the south coast where we are, by the time it gets here, it's normally weakened quite well. We are protected here by the South Downs. If you look on the map at Worthing, we're in Worthing and Brighton. We're in a little bit of a bay, a sort of bay area with the sea. And behind us, we've got the South Downs, a whole row of hills which protects us as well. Of course, in the summer, north of the Downs, they can have lovely sunny weather, whereas here it can be chilly. Do you know, we get what we call a sea breeze. And basically, it's like a a sea mist 
Many times over the decades, I've been out in the garden, lovely summer day, in my shorts, <laughs> don't picture that, <laughs> and really hot day, and suddenly this mist, you can see, it rolls across the houses. It actually rolls, it looks like steam, and it comes rolling in, and once it gets to the garden, you can feel it, it really is cold, and it, it, it just spoils the day, you know, it's... You look at houses close by across the road and you can see the, the mist. They're, they're not obliterated totally, but you can definitely see the mist. So that's awful. But of course, in the winter, north of the Downs, they can get pretty heavy snow. Whereas down here on the coast, we get a bit of a dusting. So we are protected pretty well here. It's not a sea breeze, is it? It's a sea mist. No such thing as a sea breeze. Right, what's on my notes here? Um... Yeah, farmers. I didn't mention farmers. I used to watch, I don't think it's on now, Victorian Farm, which is a good, pro, really good programme about farming, obviously, in the Victorian times. And they would get ready for the harvest, the, the wheat, the corn. They're all ready to harvest it. And remember, they didn't have combine harvesters. They had to do it all manually. They're waiting for the, the right time. OK, here we go. We can do it. And suddenly torrential rain flattens all the crops ruins the entire crop torrential rain so it really the weather really is important to people there was a chap on the telly uh, up in scotland right at the top of scotland and he was saying that up there they used to power cuts he said you know we, we've all got generators we've got candles boxes of matches and he said power cuts are quite quite the norm here so it doesn't bother them too much that's right up the very north of scotland and he did say, <laughs> he said, people down south you know, never have power cuts. We don't. I, I, I can remember the last time we had a power cut. Lasted about half an hour. I think someone dug up a cable in the road round the corner and the, the power was off for about half an hour, which luckily was okay with the freezer because that's the thing, isn't it? The freezer, if that's off for a few hours, all your frozen food is ruined. I said storm... What did I say? Not Digby. What did I say? It was Storm Dudley, wasn't it? The first one in the week. Storm Dudley. And this is Eustace or useless. Of course, the weather also, as I said, affects people's hobbies. A friend of mine does uh, model boats, radio controlled boats. Obviously, he can't go out to the lake and sail his boat. What I do with my hobby, amateur radio, you know, ham radio, that the weather doesn't affect me. I can sit in my room and chat to people around the world regardless Having said that, atmospheric conditions can affect communication, radio communication. But apart from that, it doesn't matter whether it's raining, snowing, <laughs> sunshine. I can just sit here at my radio desk here and chat to people around the world. Do you know, a lot of people don't have hobbies. I know several people who have said that they get bored. They've retired and they're bored. They sit at home wondering what to do, twiddling their thumbs. A friend of mine the other day, he said, oh, I don't know, I can't even go out for a walk. He likes going out for a walk um, with his, he's got a dog and they go up to the woods and stuff. Oh, I can't even do that in this sort of weather. Well, no, don't go to the woods where there are trees everywhere coming down. But a lot of people don't have any sort of hobby at all. They hate doing the garden. I love doing the garden. To me, pottering about in the garden is therapeutic. I love it. Oh, in the summer. Brilliant. Well, even in the autumn, sweeping up the leaves in the spring. Yeah, it's cold out there, but you get like today, really nice sunny days. Lovely to get out in the garden. And in midwinter, 
there are still jobs you can do outside. Sweep snow away if you have to. We have had snow here. When I say we have a light dusting, we have had quite a few inches of snow here, but it is pretty rare occurrence these days. When I was a kid, here we go, when I was a boy, I remember summer evenings, very often there were storms, electrical storms, lightning, thunder. I remember cycling down to the beach. We're only a mile away from the sea. Cycle down to the beach, stand on the, on the shore there, looking out to sea at the fork lightning. Absolutely fantastic. And the thunder, the crashing thunder. Brilliant. And this is daylight, you know, early-ish, well, seven, eight o'clock summer evening. So it's daylight. Sun's going down in the sky. We don't get those electrical storms anymore. We do have one or two at night, perhaps out in the channel, but, but nothing like they used to be. So I'm not going to go on about climate change, but the climate is changing, isn't it, for whatever reason? Talking about being prepared, like runways, heated runways, heated railway points. If we had power cuts regularly on a regular basis, we would have a generator and we'd have it automatically kick in. Power goes off, generator starts up. We would invest in something like that. But again, Power cuts here are so rare, so infrequent. What's the point of spending money on a generator? I did have a little generator, a little one kilowatt job, and we never used it. It just sat, it sat in the shed year in, year out. In the end, I gave it to my brother-in-law because he goes off out in his Jeep doing things and uh, a little generator like that will be useful to him. Another friend of mine I was talking to on the radio yesterday, he had a generator, a two kilowatt generator, quite a nice one. And he sold that because he said just year in, year out, again, it was stuck in his garage in the way and he sold it. We just don't have power cuts. We have come to rely on 24-7. Isn't that awful expression? I hate it. Why did I use it if I hate it? Permanent electricity supply. If it goes off for even just for a few minutes, everyone's, oh, oh, oh dear. Oh, now I've got to reboot the computer. Oh, look, all the clocks in the house are ruined. Oh, the cable TV box. Oh, that's all mucked itself up. It's a big thing if you lose power for a few minutes. I remember once I was in Greece on holiday. I forget one of the Greek islands. Don't know which one it was. And there was this electrical storm one evening. Stone the crows. The lightning must have been almost on top of us. Of course, the first thing that happened, the first lightning strike, that's it, no electricity for the night and for the next day and the next night. That's it, power's gone. Forget that. <laughs> Brilliant. And you could hear all around the, the place where we were staying, you could hear generators running. Some houses had their lights on, there's generators running. So again, you know, they're prepared for it. They're used to power cuts. Talk about the calm before the storm. It really is beautiful out there. I shouldn't be here talking to you. I should be outside doing jobs. I should be talking to you later on when it's 50 mile an hour gusts and pouring with rain. I will actually. I'll save some of the recording for then. And then you can hear the rain. <laughs> That's exciting. That's riveting, isn't it? Something for you to look forward to. No, seriously, it really is a lovely day. This is the calm before the storm. I just hope it's not as bad as yesterday. They say it won't be. I've got a couple of fence panels to repair. They haven't fallen down. I've got my aerial to repair. As I said, I'll do all that tomorrow after the Haywoods Heath trip. Bought a dash cam. Did I tell you bought a new dash cam for the car? That's brilliant. I really like it. It beeps. Did I tell you that, Joe? I can't remember what I've told you and what I haven't. I tell people things on the radio and they'll say, yeah, you told me that yesterday. Oh, did I? 
<laughs> That's old age, isn't it? That's a sign of old age. Good grief. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, the dash cam. It really is useful. What you have to do, on, on the old one, say there was an, an incident up ahead and you want to keep the recording, you had to press a, bu a button on the thing and then I forgot which button it was. With this, you just say, OK, Garmin, save video. And it goes beep and it saves that video. It won't delete it. Saves it for you, which is really good. It beeps if you go over the speed limit. It's got GPS, you know. It beeps. I tested it. If you change lanes, it beeps. I suppose that's in case you have, you might have dozed off having a little kip as you're driving along at 70 miles an hour on the motorway and you change lanes. And it beeps. It beeps for speed cameras. Oh yeah, I was behind a car. The car in front and the whole queue of traffic went off. I was about to move off. I wasn't, you know, playing with a radio or, or a mobile phone or anything. And it beeped to tell me the traffic had moved. And I had to... <laughs> to move um yeah I was I was about to move I told it to shut up I know shut up I know what I'm doing I tell Alexa to shut up she joins in we're having a conversation you know Trish my wife and I we're having a chat sorry I don't know that one what who asked you clear off <laughs> it's quite funny actually it's quite amusing just made myself a cup of coffee had a look in the garden just saw on the news picture of the O2 building in London you know, the O2, the roof's all ripped off. I saw that yesterday. It's awful. It's all flapping around. It's like, um, I don't know, not canvas. Is it canvas? Whatever it is. Some modern material. And it's all torn to shreds. It's awful. I've just... You know these fridge magnets? You know how the little magnet falls off the, the thing itself, the picture or whatever it is? I was just going to, while I'm chatting to you, I thought I'll glue that magnet onto there. I took the lid off the tube, the glue stuff. The lid went on the floor and, you know, it's gone. I've looked, I've been on my hands and knees. It has gone. Now, what is that? What is that all about? Is that a ghost? I have looked everywhere. I'm looking round now. It's gone. It's not under the desk. It has just completely disappeared. Look, I'm moving around in my swivel chair. It's gone. It doesn't exist. It's been whisked away by a ghost. So now I've got glue oozing out of the end of the tube. I'm just gluing the magnet on now. At least I can do that. But what do I do with the tube of glue now? That's all going to ooze out everywhere. Isn't it hopeless? Isn't it a little job? You think, oh, I'll just glue that magnet on there look, while I'm chatting. And it all goes wrong. You know, a two-minute job turns out to be a disaster. I'm going to have to go under the desk. I'm going to have to search properly. Hang on a minute. OK, problem solved. Guess what happened? Trish just came in. And I said, look, I've lost this lid. She just stooped down and picked it up off the floor. She put it there. I reckon she'd put it there. It wasn't there when I looked. We, oh, we have this. What, what is it with men when they look for things? I'll say to her, Where, where's so-and-so? In the cupboard under the sink, left-hand side. I go there. No, it's not. I call out. No, it's not there. She walks into the kitchen. Look, there it is. Oh, yeah, well, it wasn't there just now. What is it? It seems to be blokes, isn't it? <laughs> or is it just me? No, it is men, isn't it? They don't seem to be able to find things the way women do. I don't know why. I do know for a fact some things disappear permanently. I had a pair of pliers, you know, long nose or rat tail pliers, whatever you call them where you are. Yellow and grey handles. I use them almost every day. One day they disappeared. I'm going back how long? A year? Must be getting on for a year. They disappeared. I have never, ever found them. 
I haven't taken them away. I don't take them out in the car or anywhere with me. They're in my little toolbox. I've got a tray under the bench with uh, tools I use all the time. And they've disappeared. In fact, I think I told you Trish bought me a new pair for Christmas. A new pair of long nose pliers. I've still got those. I've good mind to chain them down. But the other ones have totally disappeared. We've moved stuff around. We've cleared out the shed. Well, all the sheds. We've done this. We've done that. I've always said one day they'll show up. They'll just turn up somewhere. But, you know, I'm getting to the stage now where I don't think they will. They've gone. They've been ghosted away. I remember I was looking for a reel of wire once. I had a reel of, they call it bell wire. It's for wiring up doorbells. You know, when the old-fashioned doorbells had a wire going to a battery and a bell in the good old days. Not like now. <laughs> All this wireless stuff. So I had this reel of wire. It was unopened. It had the kind of cling film wrapped round it. And it disappeared. And that was, oh, what, five, six, seven, eight years ago? We've never, ever found it. We've never found that reel of wire. Isn't that strange? Now, I don't suppose anyone broke into the house and thought, oh, look, there's a reel of wire or the shed or wherever. Oh, I'll take the reel of wire. It's not been stolen, has it? So where's that gone? It's probably somewhere in some sort of spirit land with my pair of pliers. Another thing I can't find, which I was looking for yesterday, I spent a couple of hours. You know these plug-in AC adapters, they call them, don't they? I've got one that goes with a little Kenwood handheld radio. Can I find it? No. I put it on the shelf here only a few weeks ago. It's gone. I've searched the entire room. I'll have to get Trish to look for it. She'll just say, oh, look, there it is on the shelf. Oh, it's annoying, isn't it? Just been out for another look in the garden. No sign of frog spawn in the pond yet. I've got to keep an eye out for that because I think I said before, we had a load one year, first year ever, load of frog spawn and then a really icy night and it killed the whole lot. That was a great shame. Uh, so I check daily now for frog spawn. I just put a, a cover, I don't know, polythene or something over the pond if there is any spawn there just to protect it from the immediate frost, the ice. The plants with the climate change and everything, the plants, you get little buds come out they think, oh, look, the spring's here. Then you get a hard frost. Kills all the buds, you know, and just wrecks everything. So what I've done with the, the ribes plant, have you heard of a ribes plant, R-I-B-E-S? It's a blackcurrant thing, mainly. Uh, I, I like it for the smell. The leaves give off this lovely fragrance in the summer. And we only bought it last summer. 20 quid it was. Stone the crows, 20 pounds for a twig. <laughs> it's a bit more than a twig. It's about two, two and a half feet high. Or are you metric? Okay, it's a third of a metre. <laughs> a third, you can't do that. The people that say one and a half metres, they're mixing metric with imperial, aren't they? Anyway, the ribes plant, I've covered it in fleece for the winter. And with the winds yesterday, it blew the fleece. Half of it came off, so I'm out there with elastic bands and cable ties in this dreadful gale force wind trying to protect the ribes plant. But it's got little green shoots on it, I saw as the fleece came off. So that's doing well. Hopefully we'll get some, some leaves. I don't know whether it actually has the black currants. It's, did you hear that? That's our alarm. Anyone that goes in the front garden, the front driveway, up to the front door, anyone out there, they set this alarm off. I think I mentioned that before. Rather than have a camera, even if this goes off at night, it wakes me up. I mean, I'm a light sleeper anyway. I'm awake half the time anyway at night. I hear that. I rush in here look out of the, the front window, down onto the, the garden, the front driveway, and normally it's a cat or a fox or a squirrel or something, 
but it's really good because I mean, a camera, yes, it would record the event. So you see someone in a hoodie, you know, trying to get into your car. But with that siren, I can actually go, I can open the window and say, oi, oi, clear off. And he'd, he'd probably, I don't know, probably break into the house and have a go at me. But no, it's, it's really useful. And what that was just now is a chap delivering leaflets. There's a notice on our door, do not put leaflets. And what do they do? They put leaflets through the door. I don't know. What a waste of paper. The postman, postmen are paid, apparently, the post office, they're paid to deliver leaflets. And the other day, there was a whole bunch of leaflets and quite an important letter in amongst them all. So you can't just put them all in the bin. You've got to go through them. One was, do you want your gutters cleaned out? Well, yes, I do, but not at that price. Another one was, do you want, what was it? Do you want double glazing? Well, we've had the double glazing done. You haven't got to pay for four years or something. <laughs> I don't want double glazing. I don't want to pay at all. But all this stuff, all these glossy leaflets go straight in the bin, in the recycle bin. What a waste of paper. What a waste of trees. Imagine that over the entire country, the whole UK, well, the world. I'm sure you get leaflets where you are, wherever you live in the world. All the millions of trees chopped down just so someone could say, do you want your gutters cleaned? I mean, stone the crows. There we are. Talking of metres, one and a half metres, the amount of people that write M-E-T-E-R when they mean M-E-T-R-E. I mean, what is the matter with people? What is... I'm not a I'm not a grammar police type person. Well, I am grammar police type person. I hate seeing these things written. I would... Someone will say, I would have gone to the shops. What do you mean you would have gone to the shops? You would have gone to the shops. I mean, they're just illiterate. No, I better not say that. It's just basic stuff, isn't it? Basic grammar. I don't know why they can't get it right. I try to get things right. If I'm not sure, I will look it up or find out. And emails I get with atrocious spelling. I mean, not, not from you, my listeners, of course. You are all perfectly literate. Well-spoken, like me, don't you know? But some emails I get, honestly, the grammar, the spelling, it's... I have had emails where I... There's no punctuation at all. It's just one sentence. And it doesn't make sense at all. I've just deleted them. I don't even bother to answer ones like that. I mean, that is rare. I also make sure it's not from someone abroad. If it's a foreign chap whose English is not good, that's fine. I, that's acceptable. The spelling, for example. Why don't they use spell check? It's so easy, isn't it? You spell check. I don't know. Why am I going on about that? What was I saying? Oh, yeah, a metre and a half. Yeah, that's right. They'll write M-E-R-T. So not M-E-R. M-E-T-E-R. Metre, as in electricity metre, voltmeter, test metre. That isn't a measurement of length. That, that's M-E-T-R-E. Anyway, let's move away from that one. Talking of security and, you know, cameras and alarms and stuff. Someone's been dumping rubbish on people's driveways in our road. One lady had a, a load of glass chucked onto her driveway. One chap, he's got a skip in his garden. He had a load of rubbish taken out of the skip and thrown all over the road. Other people have had rubbish tipped into their garden. We haven't, fortunately, as yet. But what's, what's that about? What's going on there? Why do people do that? It's, it's most peculiar. It must be at night, because I mean, during the day they'd be seen. So what are people doing out in the dark of the night chucking rubbish around the place. I, I really don't know. It's a, a strange world, isn't it? Right, we've still... Where are we now? Look, it's it's gone nine o'clock. Still got a blue sky. Hazing over a little bit. Still hardly a breath of wind, which is nice. 
We've fed the rabbits. We've fed the tortoise because he's awake uh, after hibernation. We've fed the, the squirrels, the birds. I haven't done any sweeping up out there. There's leaves and peanut shells from the animals, stuff everywhere. But if we are having this gale stuff coming in a bit later, I might as well wait till that's over and then do a bit of a clear up job out there, which will be nice if the sun is out, say, tomorrow, because the sun is warm, actually. It's quite warm. If you're out of the wind in a sheltered spot, the sun is quite warm. So we're getting there. Anyway, here's the thing. Raise rants at protonmail.com. If you want to email me and tell me to shut up or give me some ideas. I have had some emails. I have been answering them, but very briefly because uh, of this COVID. I've just felt so rough that I really didn't feel like answering lengthy emails. So I've just answered in, in very brief terms. Like, yes, thanks, goodbye. No, not that brief, you know what I mean? Hello, Ray, if you're listening. I know you like sending me lengthy emails and I love reading them, I really do. But uh, I haven't answered your, was it the last or the one before? I can't remember. I wonder whether Ange is listening. Ange from Bogner down on the south coast here, where Butlins is, where I got COVID. That's where it came from, where we all got COVID, five out of six of us that went down there. And I know you listen to my pirate radio and ghost stories. Do you listen to the podcast? We've had a few emails back and forth, which is interesting, uh, telling each other where we used to live, where we were born, what's happening, stuff like that. Interesting, going back over the years. I was born in St Helier Hospital, Carshorton in Surrey. And St. Helia Hospital is still there. That's where I was born. There we are. How about that then? You're saying, how about that? That's interesting, isn't it? I expect you're glad you're listening now. So yes, if you do listen to the podcast, Ange, hello to you and all the other people who've emailed me. I'll get back into answering emails properly once I get rid of this, this, this COVID. It's, it's all right now. I'm just a little bit bunged up, as you can probably tell. I've been talking like that rather, rather than talking properly but I think the worst of it is over. Now then, talking of emails, Ian, hello to you, a fellow radio amateur. I won't give out your call sign because that also will give your address. You can look the address up. Ian says, you know, about my Butlins trip (laughs) where I got COVID. Unfortunately, this is what happens when you mix with the great unwashed. Sounds like a radio rally, lol. It is like a, I've never been to a radio rally. Thanks for that, Ian. Yeah, yeah, that did make me laugh. Thank you for that. Bashing around on the table. And look, my coffee cup's empty. Good grief. I've got some more. We did have decaffeinated coffee. I don't know why we've gone back to caffeinated, because I don't want that. Um, anyway, I'll sort that out in a minute. Radio rallies, you know, it's where you get a bunch of nerds like me that are into radio. Well, no, I'm not a nerd, actually. I don't, I'm a licensed radio amateur, radio ham, but I don't class myself as a nerd, as many of them are. There'll be loads listening now saying, oh, I'm not a nerd. Well, you are. You're not, Ian. <laughs> Just us two, we're not. They've got these radio rallies. They're like car boot sales, or what would you have in America? Garage sale, junk sale. They've got all radio bits, and they all talk radio. Oh, look, oh, look I've got a radio like this. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> And they've all got copies of Practical Wireless in their raincoat pockets. (laughs) Instead of a copy of Playboy. That's funny, wasn't it? Back in the the good old days. 
back in the 60s, people used to get, well, people, men, used to get Playboy magazine and look at the girls. And the thing was that, you know, you'd have a, a man in his dirty old raincoat with a copy of Playboy sticking out of the pocket. Well, the radio rallies, uh, uh, no, they're not like that. They're similar. But you've got a copy of Practical Wireless sticking out of your raincoat pocket. I've never been to a radio. I've had to take my glasses off now because I'm crying with laughter and tears. I've got dry eye syndrome. Have I told you that? Yeah, dry eye syndrome. The hospital said what you have to do is keep drying your eye, you know, with a tissue and, and take some drops or something. £20 a go for these little eye drops. So I'm not bothering that. Why is it called dry eye when it's, it's tearing all the time? It's crying all the time. So these radio rallies, I've never been to one, but I can imagine all these nerds setting out their tables Oh, look, look what he's got for sale. Oh, I like one of those. <laughs> All buying and selling things. Yeah, fantastic. Perhaps I ought to go. I shouldn't really knock it until I've been. There's one coming up in April in somewhere. Chap I know is going to that. I'm not going. He did say, oh, why don't you come to a rally? Oh, no, he said that a couple of years ago. I, I just, it's just not my thing, you know. I don't do radio rallies, clubs, associations, affiliations, get-togethers. I'd rather be a loner. I mean, on the radio, obviously, I talk to people all around the world. I'm not sort of hiding away in my room. Well, I am, but I'm talking to people, communicating, socialising. So it's not, yeah, it's not completely recluse type thing. But I just don't like joining clubs and things. They all seem to be a bit clicky. You know, I, I was a member of a club many, many years ago, well, in my teens. And there's a group of people over there and a group of people that way over there. They don't speak to that lot there. And this group over here, they just keep themselves to themselves. It's all a bit weird. Well, that's what I thought anyway, so I've never bothered. Okay, I'm going to take a break now. Where are we? Coming up to 10 o'clock. I'm going to come back when it's wind and rain because I want you to hear the rain. So I'll be a couple of hours at least to you it'll be a nanosecond whatever that is well the wind's got up but there's no rain as yet so i don't know not sure what to do the forecast isn't always right is it normally if they say it's going to rain in about three or four hours time that's correct well it's when they do these two week things or oh, a fortnight from now there's going to be a very cold night with snow well how can they tell you know 14 days ahead that's not right what about the storm Who remembers the storm of 1987? The infamous storm of 87. Chimneys were ripped down, houses were, well, roofs were blown off, windows blown in or sucked out of houses. Dreadful. The trees that went down, the trees that were lost, thousands of them, dreadful. I do remember the storm of 87. Funnily enough, I slept through it. I didn't wake up at all. It depended where you were. I remember someone saying to me, their house was fine. No damage whatsoever. The house next door, which is only a few yards away, the roof had been ripped off. So what about that? It must be like eddy currents. The wind swirls like a bit of a tornado, tears the next door roof off and doesn't even touch your TV aerials, which are on your chimney. So it really is that, can be that close. Huge damage, no damage at all, just a few feet away. Quite amazing how that works. I watched some rubbish yesterday flying down the road it was whirling around and then it came onto our driveway again it must have been like an eddy eddy current of wind and it was whizzing around like a whirlpool 
as a, a tin can and a bit of paper, the tin can and the paper whizzing round like a whirlpool. It's strange to watch. But this is why, I suppose, you know, one house, the roof's ripped off, and next door, you wouldn't know there'd even been a breeze. I'd hate to be at sea in one of these huge oil tankers or container ships, even a ship that size. It must be awful. It really must rock around. It's surprising that they don't kind of split in two in the middle, isn't it? Are some of them, am I right, about a mile long? I've heard that uh, they have little mopeds or motorbikes to drive up and down from one end of the ship to the other, you know, on the top of the, the flat deck, if it's a tanker. They're about a mile long. I don't know whether that's true. It really is surprising they don't snap in half. Well, perhaps some of them do, but I would not like to be on a ship. I listen to the shipping on the radio. You know, they, they chat to each other, Coast Guard and all that. There's not a lot to hear these days because I think most of them communicate with mobile phone or satellite stuff. But it is quite interesting listening to the ships. There are a few on there. I mean, they talk to the Coast Guard on the radio and the Coast Guard give out weather warnings and things like that. The force of nature, isn't it? Tidal waves. They're not called tidal waves now, are they? They're tsunami. I can't even say it. You know what I mean? Zamis or something. Why are they not tidal waves anymore? And there are, what, cyclones, typhoons, hurricanes, all sorts of stuff down in the, what is it, the Gulf of Mexico, Florida, all that lot there. They're always getting it, aren't they? It's dreadful to watch on the telly. These hurricane things, these storms swirling around, and they say, oh, it's going to hit land in two days' time. That must be awful. You know, we've had a bit of wind here and a bit of rain. Yes, our trees have come down. Sadly, I've heard now in the UK, I think three people have died. Uh, the, you know, trees falling on cars, things like that. So, yeah, it is sad to think that because we've had some wind and rain, three people have died. But nothing like some of the other countries get. The storms... I see pictures of part of America on the TV, you know. A whole township has gone. It's just flattened rubble. You might see the odd chimney standing up. Absolutely flattened, raised to the ground. When I was a kid, I used to wonder what on earth they were talking about. How can you raise something to the ground? If you raise something, you lift it up. But it's not that, <laughs> it's not that type of raise, is it? It's raise rants. Oh dear, raise rants. There you go. Happy days. Talking of the weather, our tortoise, he woke up early from hibernation and he is, we've got a heat lamp, that's his sun, that's his world. We've got quite a big area for him and that's his world. He comes out every morning, his sun comes on at six o'clock to warm up everything and it's gone wrong. Do you know, we only just bought that, was it two, three weeks ago? Perhaps a bit more than that, a few weeks ago. And the damn thing's broken, the lamp's broken, it's very dim and no heat. And it was, what was it, £36? So we've got to send that back and get a replacement. Uh, I've had to put an ordinary reflector-type heat bulb in there for now. It's a shame. The other one lasted several years, and this one lasted just several weeks. But uh, he's looking forward to getting outside. We just need some warmer weather. Get everyone outside, walking, exercising, bit of gardening. That's what I like. Get out there in my shorts, frighten the neighbours. <laughs> no, it doesn't frighten the neighbours. They love to see me out there in my shorts. <laughs> Dear. What's that Rick Mayo said on um, Bottom, you know, that programme, Bottom? Oh, it was Ada, wasn't it? He said, talking, I can't say that, can I? Talking uh, rubbish, or whatever it was he said. Yes, I do remember. A little bit early to end the episode this week, but uh, I'm getting a bit of a dry, sort of sore throat now and still bunged up with this cold. 
so I might end it in a minute. What else have I got to say to you? Uh, yeah, raise rants at uh, protonmail.com. Raise rants at protonmail.com. Be nice to hear from you. Yeah, I did get several emails. Um, thank you for all the messages saying, hope you're feeling better soon, because I said on last Wednesday's midweek message, didn't I, about COVID. So thank you to all those, quite a few of you actually, hundreds, thousands. Well, okay, three or four. <laughs> no, it was more than that. Thank you for all your kind messages. That was really, really nice of you. So take care. If you are in the UK, I hope the storm hasn't been too bad for you, or storms, because there have been two. I think now, I read somewhere on Twitter earlier that, uh, oh no, it wasn't, it was the, the Met Office. They email me, you know, you can get emails. I had an email about tomorrow, uh, Sunday, yes, when you'll be listening to this. Sunday, was it midday onwards, I think, through to Monday, uh, weather warning, high winds and rain. I thought this was the last of it, but apparently this, this is the second lot that's just coming in now. It's starting to rain. The wind really is picking up. But apparently tomorrow, Sunday, there's another lot. What is it? A weather front coming in. Who has it called it? A weather event or something daft. Anyway, there's another lot coming in tomorrow. So I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm just going to stay indoors. I've had to self-isolate for whatever it was, weeks, days, years, months, <laughs> years. <laughs> Talk about a recluse. If, they, yeah, if the doctor said, look, you're going to have to stay indoors in your radio room and your, your recording studio for the whole of the year, I'd say, oh, really? That's the result? Great. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I want to go to Ambly Museum. I want to go up to the, I think we're going to the Bluebell Railway this year to have a look up there. It's not far from us. We've got our holiday in the Isle of Wight booked. We've got a weekend in Emsworth down on the way to Portsmouth. Have a look on the map. Emsworth. Uh, what else have we got? Various things. We might be doing a, is it Centre Parks? I think with the grandchildren later in the year. I'm not sure. Centre Parks. And that's probably, uh, where was that? Is that Wiltshire? Can't remember. That isn't booked yet. That's not 100%. That's pencilled into the calendar. So there we are. Quite a, a busy year. Plus all the jobs. I've got a whole list of jobs that uh, need doing outside. Bits to the garden, fences, uh, cementing, cementing, a bit of concreting here and there. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Loads of jobs. You know how they all pile up through the winter. So I'm looking forward to that. I just hope we get a good summer. After all this dreadful weather we've been having, I think we deserve a decent summer, don't you? Anyway, take care. Thanks for listening as always. I hope you enjoy listening to the episodes as much as I enjoy recording them. They really are fun. I, I must say, I really look forward to sitting here in my fully equipped recording studio <laughs> and, uh, and talking to you all. Take care. See you on Wednesday for the midweek message. Bye-bye for now.